Welcome to the show, everyone. It is your host, Brandon Hegel, and today we are back with another podcast for you guys. Um, draft, 13 days away, man. Can't wait. I know the league is pumped. Uh, I mean, this is probably the most anticipated uh, time of the year other than the beginning of the season. I think week one and the draft... Both have uh, similar levels of anticipation. So today, I know lately we've been doing mock drafts, but we're going to give that one uh, a rest. It's getting a little redundant. So today, I think what we're going to be talking about is some of the best, uh, like the best, I'd say the best players, the best prospects in the uh draft coming up here um but other than that i really don't know the next podcast may not come out till after the draft because at this point like pre-draft there's not much to talk about we've already done mock drafts um maybe next week i'll have one last podcast before the draft about uh the final mock drafts that are made but uh yeah so Let's jump right into it. So, obviously, we know this rookie class is pretty loaded. Um, almost like last year. Although, last year probably had some more uh, depth, I'd say, at running back. But I think this year, for sure, has more depth at receiver. Uh, maybe not as good of receivers, like the first few, like the top five. But um, definitely... A lot more depth at receiver and less depth at running back. So obviously, uh, rookie rookie running backs we're talking about here. We got Najee Harris, arguably the best one by far. Um, Obviously, he's in line to get a lot of carries in Pittsburgh. I mean, Benny Snell and McFarland are the other two guys there. Don't think that they'll see too much action. So Harris, now they do have an improved line, I believe. Uh, That was a concern going into the season, but I think they've uh, fixed it up for now. So it'll be interesting to see how he does, but I would say he's in line for a great year and definitely a good career as long as he can stay healthy and live up to expectations. Um, A player comp, we'll do that too, switch it up. Player comp, I'd say... Derrick Henry, just a little smaller, because um, I think he is, yeah, 6'2", 230, and I believe Derrick Henry is 6'3", 250. So, a little smaller than Derrick Henry, but I'd say uh, another player, now I know the league's going to think this is funny just because they know how I feel about David Montgomery, but I was listening to another podcast, and they agree. They said that Najee Harris is a more skilled David Montgomery. So basically they can do the same things. It's just Najee's a little better at it. And obviously he won't be splitting time. Whereas Montgomery now with Cohen and Damian Williams, maybe splitting time here and there. Uh, Kyle Pitts, tight end of the Falcons. Uh, probably the highest rated tight end prospect coming into the league ever. Um, 
I mean, he's basically a freak of nature. I mean, he's 6'6", 240, as fast as receivers, if not faster than most. Um, He's really a matchup nightmare. You line him up inside, he'll burn the tight end, or the linebackers, excuse me. And then if you line him up out wide, he'll just bully the corners. So really a matchup nightmare. I expect to see his production go up now also since Julio has departed um and now that they only have Calvin Ridley and like Russell Gage and Olamide Zacchaeus but those are no names um so yeah Pitts in, <clears throat> in for a big year this year um definitely see him finishing top five in tight ends easily yeah the volume's there for him I expect him probably to get, like, at least 125 targets, I'd say. At least, as long as he can stay healthy. I think he'll be their second option behind Ridley. Uh, He'll be able to spread the field, and then also he'll be available on underneath routes, like when Ridley's not open downfield. So, matchup nightmare there for Pitts. And player comp, I'd say... Hmm... Like a more athletic Antonio Gates. Uh, Antonio Gates was really good, but I think that Pitts will be better. So, yeah, that's player comp for him. Now we're only going to do the rookies here just because the other guys you know about already. Jamar Chase, um, obviously probably the best receiver in the class. Uh very good dominant college career there at LSU especially in uh 2019 2020 and then obviously opted out last year but linked up back with Burrow I expect him to have a big year they do have a lot of uh weapons out there though I mean apparently Mixon's going to be on the field all three downs so he'll probably be getting some receptions and obviously a lot of rushes um and then they got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, who also will probably each have easily over 100 targets. I think uh, the Bengals may have three receivers over 1,000 yards each. Uh, it's obviously very possible because other than that, I don't really know who else they have at receiver. So Chase, um, six foot, 208 pounds. So it's a good size receiver. Uh, player comp, I'd say, uh, this is kind of hard, but I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins here. He really can do it all. Great route runner, great hands, <clears throat> can do it all. Um, next, Travis Etienne, running back Jaguars, uh, 5, 10, 2, 10. Um, obviously, great career at Clemson. I think he was all-time leading rusher. At Clemson or maybe even the ACC, I don't remember exactly, but uh, very good, very talented, but lands in a weird spot. Um, James Robinson undrafted last year, great year for him, and it's kind of crazy to see uh, the Jags almost not giving up on him because he'll still play. They're saying that they'll probably... He'll probably get more carries in the beginning of the year, and then ETN will start to take over, and then I'd assume by next year, ETN will probably be the lead uh, back, 
with a little sprinkle of Robinson here and there. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, ETN, there's some player comps to Alvin Kamara here, um, which I could see because he's a very good receiving back. He's fast, uh, a good rusher. He's very elusive, can get to the next level easily, and has that breakaway speed, kind of like Kamara. So I definitely see that player comp there. Uh, now moving on, we got Javante Williams. Um, now he's 5'10", 220 out of North Carolina, running back for the Denver Broncos. It's going to be interesting because it's a similar situation here to ETN. Um, gets drafted by Denver. They trade up for him. Uh, but I mean, who knows Melvin Gordon? I mean, he's getting old, but he's still solid. Like last year wasn't his best year, but I, uh, he averaged 12 points a game, which I mean, that's good. I mean, you don't want to rely on that week to week, but as like a backup, if you got to throw him in on a bye week or something, that's definitely not bad. So it'll be interesting to see Javante Williams, uh, how much he will play. Obviously, Melvin Gordon, like I said, is going to be getting touches. And if I had to take a guess, it would probably be similar to the uh, James Robinson ETN. I think Williams will get uh, sprinkled in early in the season. And then as the season uh, goes on, I think that Melvin will eventually start to lose touches to Williams. And then Williams by next year, I would assume, same for ETN. I assume both of them would then take over. So... Those two, it's a little uh, not as easy of a path as it is for Harris to uh, become a very good dynasty asset just because there's other running backs uh, in both of those backfields there. So especially ones that have been successful. I mean, you look at Melvin Gordon just a few years ago, he was a top five running back in fantasy. I mean, I remember that one year for the Chargers, he was unreal up there with Todd Gurley. So um, <clears throat> I doubt they'll just let like Williams come in and take all the carries. So I would assume both would split and same with ETN and Robinson. Um, moving on, Trevor Lawrence, probably one of the best quarterbacks coming out of college ever. Um, there are a lot of people saying that he can be very good. Uh, player comparisons, I'd say, I don't know. I mean, I'm not too good at these, but maybe like a John Elway type, maybe. I think uh, he has a chance to be very good, and obviously he can run too, which helps him. Um, but, I mean, he landed in Jacksonville. He's there with ETN, so that's why other people think ETN may play more, just because they played together in college. We'll have to see what happens, but I think Trevor Lawrence, um, he has a chance to shine in the NFL. Got LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark, and uh, uh, I forget their other receiver, but they got some weapons there. And then, like I said, uh, ETN there will be a receiving back also. So I think Lawrence can be very good in the NFL. Uh, moving on, Devontae Smith. Um, I mean, 6'1", 175. That's a concern for a lot of people. He's very skinny. 
Um, and a lot of people concerned about that with injuries and stuff. But, I mean, he had a dominant college career at Alabama, especially his senior year last year. Um, so I think he could be the real deal. We'll have to see how Jalen Hurts does. Um, but Devontae Smith, player comparison, I'd say uh, almost like a uh, – Devonte Adams almost just because his hands are unreal, but also his route running is phenomenal, and he's probably—I'd say he's definitely faster than Adams. So that's a bonus for him also. But uh, yeah, I think Smith can really flourish in that offense there, as well as Rager. Really, I think Rager will have a bounce back year this year as long as Hertz uh, lives up to the hype. Uh, next, Trey Sermon. Again, another running back, 6'1", 215. Really didn't do much in college until the end of the year last year. I remember against Northwestern, he set a record for 331 rushing yards uh, in the bowl, or not the bowl game, the uh, Big Ten championship game, uh, which he really, no one like was really talking about him, honestly, getting picked. Or if he was, it would be like real late in the draft. But, I mean, those last few games there really helped his draft capital. Um, ends up landing in San Francisco. We know they love using committee running backs. We've seen it in the past. Uh, they don't really, I don't know. I mean, they never really had a workhorse last year. They had Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Jarek McKinnon. The list goes on and on. This year they still have Mostert, Jeff Wilson, who just got hurt, actually. Uh, which that may help Sermon a, a bit. But I think it was a four- to six-month injury, and it happened like in March. So that put, what's his name, Jeff Wilson back in time probably for the season or only miss a few weeks. So they got three, at least three running backs that I can think of. Oh, and they drafted Elijah Mitchell, another rookie running back. So I don't know. Sermon, they're saying that they're going to – they want to rush the ball 500 times between all the running backs – so we'll have to see, but I expect a committee backfield there. And honestly, I don't know for fantasy purposes if you want to get yourself into a committee backfield like that. Because unless you know, like, unless you know that certain guys are free agents after this year or something, and you want to take that chance and know, like, you'll just keep them on taxi for this year and maybe even the next year. But with committee running backs, you never know. Uh, and same goes for Michael Carter. I mean, a lot of reports are saying that he, like, he's the guy. He's going to be the guy. But deep down, we know he's small. And how many small running backs in the NFL truly are your three-down workhorse backs? Not too many. And if they are, they're extremely talented. And I don't know. I just... They have so many running backs there, and I mean, Tevin Coleman, like, they got a bunch of, like, old guys and guys that haven't uh, proven themselves too uh, too much and have been backups their whole career, but still, I just don't know with committee running backs if you can take that chance. Now, it is dynasty, so it's a little less risky, but if you were to take them in a redraft league, I don't think... You want to get near the San Fran backfield or the Jets backfield just because they have so many guys um, who will be split in time. 
Uh, Trey Sermon, player comparison. Uh, this is a little hard because he's like a bigger guy. Um, maybe like a LeGarrette Blunt, but like a little bit more athletic, like not as slow. And he's obviously not as big, but with receiving capabilities. Uh, that's kind of who he reminds me of. He's a hard runner. And for Michael Carter, I mean, he's like a receiving back and he can run. So that's almost like a, uh, I don't know, he kind of gives me Chase Edmonds vibes a bit. Like a small guy, better at uh, receiving than pure running. So that's kind of his player comparison for me. Next, Trey Lance. Uh, I mean, personally, I think he's the real deal. I think he just needs an opportunity. San Fran, they're not saying who's going to be starting, but I assume it'll be Garoppolo early. Um, And if he plays well, then uh, Lance may not get too many opportunities this year. But I think that's what he needs. He needs opportunity. Um, I think he can be very good. Player comparison. Um... Personally, in my opinion, he I don't think he'll be as good as Patrick Mahomes, but that's kind of who he reminds me of. I think the talent's there for him, um, and that's what they were saying with Mahomes, too, when he was a rookie. He just needs to play. He doesn't need to like learn behind someone. He just needs reps, and I think that's the same uh, for Lance. Same with Justin Fields. I think he can be very good. Um, some people think he could be a bust. Uh, but I personally think that he'll be very good there in Chicago. Player comparison, honestly, I think he's the next coming of Kyler Murray, just a little bit bigger. Or I should say a decent bit bigger. He's 6'3", 230. But, uh, yeah, I see kind of Kyler Murray vibes there too for Justin Fields. Um, moving on, we got Jalen Waddle. He's more of like a deep threat guy, I feel like. Very fast. Um Injury prone. Personally, I'm not a humongous fan of Waddle. I mean, I think he's has talent, but I'd give him I he's like a Deshaun Jackson with more talent. So I think he could be decent in the NFL, but I don't think he'll be that great. Almost like Henry Ruggs. I feel like a lot of people thought he was gonna be good, but deep down I didn't think he was gonna be good. Deep threat, that's about it. That's what I see for Waddle. Zach Wilson. Wow, this guy. I don't know. A lot of people don't like him. Personally, I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson. I think he can... I mean, now, don't get me wrong. The Jets, they're terrible. But I think he can flip this team around. Um, We'll have to see. I believe they got a new coach. Um, Sorry, just munching on some popcorn here. Uh... But I think Zach Wilson, I mean, he's good. Uh, Player comparison, though. (sighs) I'm not exactly sure. This is a guy that's kind of unique. Maybe like Joe Montana. Maybe not as good, but a little Joe Montana. You're probably wondering where am I getting these uh, player comparisons from, and they're awfully high like, living up to these other guys who I'm comparing them to. Well, personally, I really didn't think about this episode too much. I'm just kind of coming up with stuff off the top of my head. Uh, 
But that's, I mean, that's what most podcasts are. You just come up with stuff off the top of your head. So kind of making stuff up. If you don't like these player comparisons, let me know. Feel free to let me know. I won't get offended because, like I said, just kind of was told to, I mean, I got to make daily or weekly podcasts, so ran out of ideas. So what can you do? You just got to come up with stuff. Uh, Mac Jones, ugh, tubby. I mean, he's good, but yikes. Kind of reminds me of Tom Brady. I think he could be a not as good Tom Brady. Um, behind Cam Newton, we obviously know for now, which I think will change Cam Newton. Sorry to say it, but I think he's seen his better days. Um, so, Mac Jones, I think eventually he'll take over this year. Number 50. What a number for a quarterback. But, uh, yeah. Now, Rashad Bateman, this guy. I think he could be good. He just landed in the wrong spot, man. Lamar Jackson, we know he doesn't like to throw too often. But Bateman has talent. He's a great all-around receiver. Kind of reminds me of Stephon Diggs a bit. I think he could be the real deal. But like I said, unless Lamar Jackson tends to throw more often, Bateman, all the uh, Ravens receivers' stock is down. Elijah Moore, he, I think, could be a stud. Uh, although Jameson Crowder did just reconstructure his contract, which is not a good sign for uh, Elijah Moore because I think he would have been very good if uh, Crowder didn't play this year or went to a different team. I mean, I think he'll still be decent, but this is a guy, if you draft him, may have to wait a year or two until he finally becomes himself and flourishes because... I don't know this year if there's too much opportunity there. I think he will start. I think it'll be him, Crowder, and uh, uh, Corey Davis. And then I believe Denzel Mims and I forget who else they have will be the guys. Uh, sorry, Bandits. I know you're a big Denzel Mims fan. but And I was too, but uh, I've been reading some stuff. Apparently he's getting worse. So you may want to consider trading him. Get what you can now for him. Uh, all right. Uh, Kadarius Tony. Uh, I think this guy's going to be a bust. They got him. He's kind of like a, a big playmaker guy. Other than that, I don't really see this guy doing too well. I don't know. I feel like he's not a pure receiver. Now, on the other hand, Terrace Marshall. I think he could be a stud. Big guy. Obviously, has had some injuries in his career. Not a good sign for him, uh, specifically because he's only uh, 21. Had a young breakout age there at LSU, obviously. When it was finally his time to shine last year, uh, he did all he could. Because before that, he was behind Chase and Jefferson. So, Terrace Marshall, I think he could be the real deal. Player comparisons, I'd give him a... uh, Mm. Maybe a Julio Jones. Low-key. Julio Jones. Uh, oh, and for Kadarius Tony, man, I don't even know where to start. Maybe like a Darren Sproles. That's who he reminds me of. I don't think he's that good. Uh, Rondell Moore. Obviously, he's a playmaker. Short, stocky. 
See what he does, though. He's got breakaway speed. You throw him the ball in the flat, he could go the distance. He, uh, I don't know. Maybe like a faster Randall Cobb I'm feeling from him. Uh, yeah, I think about wraps it up. I mean, there's a few other rookies, but none worth noting. Uh, we're kind of going over here. They're like the first, second, and third round rookies. Um, so, yeah. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I mean, did what I had to do. Didn't really know what to do, so kind of came up with something on the spot. But, uh, yeah, does it for today's episode. Let me know how you liked it. We'll catch you next week. Peace.